Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima Laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic-grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at-home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now... This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 95. He has a vegan, organic, biodynamic vineyard. I've never tasted wine like that. So where can we and get I it? I drink a lot of wine in my life, ladies. <laughs> God, she's our perfect podcast. She has no idea. <laughs> Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today our guest is vegan chef and healthy living educator, Leslie Durso. Leslie is the glowing face of a fresher plant-based movement that refuses to compromise style for sustainability. Walking the plant-based talk since the age of eight, this Southern California native has always been well ahead of the times with her meatless mindset, but the greater populace is now embracing her teachings more than ever. She currently broadcasts her farm-fresh recipes and warm-hearted sensibilities to an extensive audience, spanning more than 130 countries via lesliedurso.com. I can't wait to hear more about Leslie, but first, our sponsor. Our sponsor today is the Global Healing Center, where you can get 20% off any Global Healing Center brand product. Like Oxy Powder. I love Oxy Powder. It is a safe and effective colon cleanse product that uses the power of oxygen to gently cleanse and detoxify your entire digestive tract. It relieves of gas, bloating, occasional constipation. It it works, Food Heals Nation. I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they still have our old favorites, the Parfait Visage Wrinkle Reducing Cream and my fave, the Aqua Spirit Refreshing Spray Beach in a Bottle. Beach in a Bottle, Food Heals Nation. You can also try their O2 Zap ozonated olive oil, and this helps with eczema and acne. So we get a lot of questions about those two. Besides changing your diet, which we know is number one, check out the O2s app. They're all organic, all vegan, all natural. Lots of great products, Food Heals Nation. I buy from them regularly. My whole family does. Check them out at globalhealingcenter.com and use the discount code FOODHEALS for 20% off any Global Healing Center brand product. Next up, our interview with Leslie. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. My name is Leslie Durso. I am a plant-based chef and I am obsessed with food and eating food and looking at food and making food. (laughs) Joining us is Chef Leslie Durso. Read about her in Maxim Glamour and Asylum. Chef Leslie. Leslie, take it away. You know the importance of getting kids to understand food at a young age and how to love vegetables. I do. 
Temple. Let's meet our guest judge. You've read about her in Maxim Glamour and Asylum, as well as VeggieDreamGirl.com. She is vegetarian chef and food blogger, Leslie. I loved all the natural ingredients on top. It was gorgeous. Joining us is Chef Leslie Durso. These are super easy. These are peanut butter banana chocolate chip overnight oats. Really simple. You just mix all the ingredients together in a bowl, pop them in the fridge, and then the next morning, it either heat it, it in the microwave. It soaks it all up. Excuse me, have you seen my silky underwear? That's the name of this product. My perfect meal would be vegan nachos thin, crunchy server, smothered in black beans and refried beans. Dip the chip through everything so that you're getting the salsa, the chorizo, the cheese, the guac, the lettuce. It's the perfect bite of food. All right, Food Heals Nation, that was just a taste of what you can find on Leslie's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Leslie Durso. After establishing herself as a private chef for the New York City and Hollywood elite, Leslie emerged as a public persona, hosting cooking segments on television and healthy living content online. Determined to inspire beneficial lifelong eating habits for everyone, she has appeared on the Food Network, the Discovery Channel, the Hallmark Channel, Everyday Health, and the Mother Nature Network. And Leslie has written for Mind Body Green, Veg News, CNN.com, Redbook, Glamour, Maxim, and dozens more, evangelizing the benefits of a mindful lifestyle, delivered with her trademark blend of sunshiny sophistication and girl next door relative relatability. <laughs> I'm like, relatability. This is so long, you guys. You didn't want to do the short version? <laughs> nope. We're it was not good. Done yet. Okay. We're not done yet. <laughs> relatability. Well, that's quite... Hold on. I didn't have to go back and do that. It's okay. I'm just going to let it roll. Fine. (laughs) Relatability. We don't have to edit everything out. Food Heals Nation (laughs) likes it when we mess up. It humanizes us, I think. But yes, that is quite the resume. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Welcome, Leslie. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Thanks for coming and bringing treats. You're welcome. Leslie is officially our favorite guest. Favorites. <laughs> okay. what, what did she bring us? Let's talk about this. She brought her own cupcake platter. Of it's course. a lovely pink glass, vintage pink glass platter that she put her little cupcakes on, her chocolate peanut butter cupcakes and... And champagne. Yes. Splits of champagne. From France. From France. <laughs> Le Grand Cortage. This company I love. It's run by a women, which I obviously love. And uh, I really like it. I think it's fabulous and And she brought festive. special straws for, that are not, and mine is stuck in my bottle. I know. Mine is too. I've just started drinking straight out of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good podcast, but guys. Striped, <laughs> striped colorful straws as well. Mm. Officially, our new favorite Food Heals Nation guests. Yeah. So now Aww. you know, Food Heals Nation, if you're going to be a guest on this show, when you bring us treats, you become our favorite. Yeah. Step it up, But guys. you established Just a kidding. level. <laughs> <laughs> the last person that brought us treats was Emily. Emily Gluten-Free brought us some oh. delicious cookies that were so good. They tasted like um, uh, Girl Scout cookies, but they were vegan, gluten-free. They were amazing. Nice. These are vegan and gluten-free as well. All right. Well, Emily, you got to step up your game and bring us champagne next time. Just <laughs> Just kidding. All right, let's get into it. So, Leslie, tell us your story. What got you into this world of gluten-free, of nutrition, of really trying to be healthy and becoming this, like, star in the world of health and nutrition? Um, oh, my goodness. It's a long story. How long is your podcast? <laughs> we can go all night, girl. 
Uh, my food obsession started at a young age. You could say it was born into me because mm-hmm. I was raised uh, in an Italian American family, and that's when foods basically bred into you mm-hmm. and as soon as I could stand I was I was in the kitchen and I was helping and doing things and uh, I never liked meat meat was something that never uh, was just didn't agree with me and I didn't like it and then I started making the connection between the me and the animals and and I was eating less and less and less of it and then at eight years old someone at school said the word vegetarian and I said what's that mm-hmm. and I freaked out because I was like oh my gosh there's this is a thing like you can you can not eat meat and you can still survive and you can still live because of course my parents were telling me you can't not eat meat eat your meatballs and your sausage you have to exactly to to live you have to eat meat and I found out there were other people that like me that did it and Mm -hmm. I ran home and I was like mom I'm a vegetarian she was like no you're not and I was like yeah I am my dad was like no you're not and they thought it was this phase that I was gonna go through and here I am a few years later, just a couple years later, sitting in front of you, a vegan <laughs> chef. Uh, but so food has always been my obsession. And as soon as I stopped eating meat, uh, I was in the kitchen veganizing all of my family recipes. I was just making the same things my mom was making, my grandmothers were making, my great-grandmother was making. So did it take a while? Did your meat. family like like kind of buck you on that? Or they're like, she's going to do her thing. We'll just let her go. Uh, they they found it quite annoying for a little bit, <laughs> but eventually they got used to it, and yeah. now they love my food. And honestly, they are my favorite taste testers because they have no filter at mm-hmm. all. And if they like it, then I know it's a good recipe. And they're Italian. Yeah, Italians know food. I lived in yeah, Italy for a year. Oh my god! I every time I left that country, I was like, well, except for France, I was like, oh, I want to go back just so I can eat. Back in Italy because the food is so good. It's so, so good. they know food. They do know food. And you'll have to come to Italy with me. One of my I would love that. Okay, let's talk about Italy because I've never been. I married Italian. I haven't what? been yet. Her name what? is Massarelli. Massarelli. Ah. That's my name. So I have to ask you, okay, tell us about the leadership retreat that you do in Italy and how um, Susie and I can go and drink the biodynamic <laughs> sure. wine. Yes. Uh, I do a few retreats in Italy every year. I just got back a couple days ago from uh, a trip that I did with some really cool uh, female vegan leaders in this community. Alexis uh, Fox I helped mm. put it together. Uh, she has a company called Lighter, which is really fantastic. The website, I believe, is lighter.culture. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend checking it out. It's... um. It's really, really neat. And cool. I'm on the website. Or at least hopefully I will be by the time this podcast airs. <laughs> I have to finish my paperwork for it. Uh, so anyway, so we went to, we rented a villa just outside Florence. I I'm did sorry, a village? Villa. Villa. <laughs> villa. A 15th century like, villa. A villa. Yes. It was kind of like a village because there were so many rooms. It was huge. Um, but it was lovely. Cool. So I, I did a bunch of cooking. I did some tasting menus. And then we went to some of the young, bright chefs of Italy restaurants. And we had them prepare full vegan tasting menus for us, which was a challenge for them. But I was going to say, what was it. that like? Oh, fantastic. Did they, but did, did they, did they know embrace how to do that? It? Yes, they embraced it. Italians are very vegan friendly. People that think that traveling through Italy as a vegetarian or vegan is going to be difficult are crazy, Uh, especially in the South. It's very easy in the South because there's not a whole lot of meat. There's not a whole lot of cheese and everything is cooked only in olive oil. And there's tons of antipasti and it's just it's a really healthy, fresh way of living. 
Um, so anyway, so back to last week. So then we also hooked up with this uh, gentleman named Sebastiano who has this wonderful, wonderful winery called Kirchiabella mm. uh, in Chianti. And he makes some of the best wines in Italy, one Italian wine of the year, many things. But he has a vegan, organic, biodynamic um, vineyards where he's growing all this, all these grapes that is, I've never seen anything like it before. It, I've never seen anyone take more care in how the soil is maintained and how they're growing the grapes. And that standard of ethic, um, I've never seen anywhere else. It's really, really cool. And we've talked about this briefly on the podcast before, but I feel like Susie and I are still a little bit novice in this area. What exactly does biodynamic mean? That's a very good question. We should Google it so that you can have the exact answer. <laughs> we did the last time. You should we again. We did, but I still don't understand it fully. It's like, it's like going, it's like being organic and pure, but it's also going with the seasons and the moon. Yes. And yeah. So there's like an app that can tell you when to drink biodynamic wine, which I'm actually looking up right now because Seb had told me about it and that I had to use it. It's called When Wine Tastes Best that's easy yeah that's easy always when, is, when does it taste bad <laughs> every minute of right? every day i know do we have a problem Although i was so spoiled i mean we drink some of the most incredible wine i've ever tasted his wines are available here in the united states as well as all over the world and i highly recommend checking out kirche bella if you if you get a chance because i've never tasted wine like that it is really some of the best wine I've ever had. So where can we and get I it? I drink a lot of wine in my life, ladies. <laughs> God, she's our perfect podcast. She has no idea. <laughs> um, you know, I would just I would just Google it and find it on one of the wine apps or websites. It's special occasion wine, but it's amazing. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, let's go back to your story. Wait, I'm gonna bite into a treat. Let's all bite into. I'm a gonna cupcake. I'm gonna I'm gonna taste it like a glass of wine. I'm sniffing it. Oh gosh! Okay, it smells like chocolate. No, just take it down in one bite. (laughs) That's why I made the minis so they'd be easier for us. It smells like chocolate peanut butter. That's exactly what it is. You're so perceptive. (laughs) (laughs) Mmm, this is me chewing. Food heals nation. Mmm, me too. The frosting is to die for. (laughs) I like talking about my mouth full. (laughs) I judged the all vegan episode of Cupcake Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, that was the craziest day of my life. I ate 32 cupcakes in one day. Oh, my God. I saw it. on it was, It's on your trailer where you're mm. on Cupcake mm-hmm. Works. 32 cupcakes? I mean, were you full on, like, the mini? biggest sugar high of your life? There were full and minis. It was a mix. Biggest sugar high of my life. But I, from the TV world, I was like, oh, we're just going to fake eat these. There's no way we're going to eat all these. Spit takes. Right? Yeah. Spit takes. I've done tons of that before and uh, we get on set and we're going through the first round and the cupcakes are in front of us and the other two judges that are the permanent judges start eating and there's a camera right in my face recording everything. (laughs) So you can't really spit and I was like, I was just kind of, you know, I took my little bite and I thought that was it. I look over and they're demolishing the whole thing and the director goes, keep eating, keep eating. Oh my God. this is just cupcake number one of the day. <laughs> and so, oh my gosh, I was so full. We broke for lunch and they were like, oh, what would you like for lunch? I was like, I just need salt. Just give me like a brick of salt. I don't want anything else. <laughs> and water. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a great experience. It was really fun. I was honored to be part of that episode. That's really cool. How does someone get to be on Cupcake Wars? Like, did they find you? Did you approach them? They invited me. 
from your YouTube channel? <laughs> That's awesome. Like, did they no, see your they YouTube knew me channel? From like, my my career before that, I I was an actor before. Um, I became a chef and I hosted a environmental science show with Donna the Science Guy. That's oh, right. Um, yeah. So they, they knew who I was and they called me. That's cool. So what was your name on Bill Nye the Science Guy? <laughs> Leslie the Lab Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super Freaking nerd. I know. Adorable. I was just hanging out with some um, scientists up in San Francisco this weekend and they kind of geeked out. It's kind of funny. So they knew who you were and they're like, oh my God, it's Leslie. Some do. Most people don't recognize me because I had super long hair and I was always in a lab coat with goggles on. So, so you look different than you do um, now. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, you know, that's not how I walk around in my everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> so back then, were you on this health path? Were you working on your brand that you have now? Yeah. So before that, I was on a soap opera and just that <laughs> that made me make the decision that I didn't want to be an actor anymore. Well, soap operas are the hardest things to act on, right? Uh, it wasn't that it was that hard to act on. And I loved the crew and the cast. It was like summer camp, but mm-hmm. it was really long hours. And I just felt like uh, I, I wanted to put out something better. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something more with my life. It's a bit yeah, limited. it's a little limited. And, and I wasn't booking, you know, I got into acting because I wanted to be a comedian. I wanted to be Lisa Kudrow. I wanted <laughs> to be, you know, Elaine from Seinfeld and somebody like kooky and fun. And you can't be funny on a soap opera. You can't be funny on it's a soap opera. It's all drama. It's very dramatic. I find them hilarious. I don't know what you girls are talking about. <laughs> it's it's funny because they're so dramatic. Because they're and so I was like bad. the queen yes. of the giveaway line. The like, everyone walks out of the room and I go, I'll get you. Or you'll see. <laughs> don't fall off a cliff. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like the Californians. The Californians. Yeah. Yes. Totally. I'm still eating, by the way. Um, Yeah. So I decided I wanted to do something else with my life. And then um, then a couple weeks later, I was on a Discovery Channel show. So I was like, oh, okay. But that made me fall in love with education. Mm -hmm. And so when that show ended, I decided to combine my love of food and education and bring the message of healthy living to the world. That's amazing. One, one cupcake <laughs> at a time. One cupcake at a time. You're right. I think the frosting came out better than the actual cake in this it's one. It's delicious. Uh, what are you talking about? Mm. Okay. I feel like I interrupted your original story. So you were okay. going vegetarian and, you're, and your parents were like, no, you're not. So how did you really make that switch and make everyone around you understand like, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and here's why? I'm a very hard-headed child. <laughs> What's what? your sign? I am a Taurus Gemini. I was born on the You're crest. a bull. Yeah. Oh, Taurus Gemini. Okay. I know. May 21st. It's actually coming <gasps> up. Happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, so uh, super hard-headed, and I just I made the decision. I was like, that's it. I'm done. You know, you can do whatever you want, and you can tell me that I need to eat it, but I'm not going to eat it. Right. And so that was it. And then I just got in the kitchen and started, like I said, making alternate versions of whatever they were eating and just a ton of vegetables. And my mom was definitely, um, they, well, both my parents were supportive after the first few weeks of realizing that this might actually be a thing that I'm going to do for a while. And those couple first weeks, I ate a lot of spaghetti and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> but after that, they, you know, they were pretty accepting of it. Italians, they give you a hard time about everything. Oh, my God. I just married into this. I knew nothing about this. Yeah, you should be warned about that before you marry an Italian. All they do (laughs) is make fun of me and ask me questions set up for me to fail. Like, yes, welcome to my world. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, the great thing about Italians is that 
everything comes from a place of love. Love. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And For sure. They speak the language of love through food. Yes. And so therefore I do. And that is what I'm hoping that all of my food always conveys is a huge amount of love through it. I, I don't think there's any greater form of love than you can show someone than cooking good, nutritious food for them because mm. you're actually um, physically making them better people by giving them nutritious food. Yeah. So, you know, I cook for my giant Italian family. That's how, <laughs> that's how I got them to be okay with it and be happy with it. And I have a huge extended family and we're all very, very, very close. And a few of them have even stopped eating meat or even less meat. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, that's never my goal. As a vegan chef, it should, you would think that my goal would be to turn the whole world vegan, but it's actually not. My goal in life is to get everyone to eat a lot more vegetables, but it's also to have people find their health spot mm-hmm. in their life. Everybody's on a different food journey. Some people are more advanced than others. It's really about just helping them connect to their own selves and figure out what works for their bodies and really listening to their bodies and what that actually means. Uh, and stop eating processed foods and way more whole foods <laughs> as yeah. we have some cupcakes and champagne. <laughs> Cheers. Well, this is a celebratory <laughs> event. We're having fun. We're celebrating and we're socializing. And that is when this type of thing is the best. Yes. Because you're enjoying it and you're not feeling guilty about it. And you're like, this is celebratory. And it's my belief that because we're enjoying it and having fun and not judging ourselves and saying, oh, my God, I'm going to be so fat after this. We're saying I'm celebrating and having fun with a group yeah. of girls. That food is going to serve us to the best of its ability. Now, mm-hmm. if you are drinking alcohol and eating sugar, and I've done this, so I'm not judging anyone. Please don't get me wrong. <laughs> and you're going, I hate my life. My life sucks. I hate this person. I hate that person. Person, I hate my job, whatever, then yes, that food is not going to serve your body well. And so it's like, what are the intentions when you're eating that food? I really believe that moderation is the key to life and kind of floating in the middle. When you start getting extreme in whatever your belief is and you start believing that other people are wrong is when I think that a lot of people get into trouble. Yes. And that's one big thing about the work that I do. I mean, I could be a vegan chef that's only catering to the vegan community, but I'm not. I actually don't even hang out in the vegan community that that much because my message is for people that are have very horrible diets, that are, mm-hmm. are eating really terribly and that are sick and are dying. And those are the people that I'm trying to help. And yeah. you, in order to do that, you can't judge and you can't put your beliefs on a pedestal to somebody else yeah so just like I'm not going to tell you who to marry I'm not going to tell you what religion to be I'm not going to tell you what to eat I'm going to give you some guides and tools so that you can be a you know better person if you'd like to take that to those tools and advice but I'm not going to force anything on you and I think that's a, a real big lesson for a lot of people in the vegan community to learn is that it's really about convincing through love And if you have a friend who's super anti-vegan and is constantly talking about bacon and blah, 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 always in your face, don't say anything about it. Invite them over to dinner Mm. and just cook for them. And don't mention anything about veganism. Don't mention that this is fake meat. Don't mention that blah, 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 blah. Let them start the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just be there with an open heart and with love and to listen to them. I totally agree. It's just like the guest we had right before this, which he was saying, you know, um, if you have a lover or a spouse or a friend that's eating unhealthfully and it's like, don't 
nag them. Don't tell them what to do. Just provide them food. He said the exact yeah. same thing that you're doing, that, that you're saying. And I think that's kind of refreshing because um, we've talked to a lot of vegans, some that are very passionate about their causes, some that are very passionate about animals and not eating meat and, and are kind of a little bit more forceful than your approach. Mm-hmm. And I think that your way is the way that's going, that just makes sense. You know, that just kind of like opens doors and it's just about love and eating well and nutrition. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I personally, in my personal life, I'm a huge animal activist. Of yeah. course. Of course. But, but when it comes to, when talking, it comes to, other to people, talking about that, I don't really bring that up and I don't mention that because I don't feel like it will move my conversation well, forward. Well, it's like, reli- just like you said, it's just like, like religion, religion or politics. politics. It's yeah. like, it's not going to work yeah. hammering people over the head. This, this, yeah. this was one of the biggest lessons of my life because as soon as I started discovering that food heals the name of this podcast as soon as i started discovering that your emotions matter as soon as i started discovering these things i was like i want to tell the world and the world wants to hear it (laughs) and i'm going to sing and boy was i wrong ali likes to sing yes i do she likes to make me sing i sing like a deaf cow so i will let you guys do all the singing (laughs) she's the singer but it's true and i think that's part of when i stopped eating meat at age eight in a family that didn't agree with what I was doing, it really made me check into, you know, my family talked a lot about respect and how my brothers and sisters had to respect me for my decisions and I had to respect them for theirs. And so kind of having that approach at an early age, that opinion put into my head, it really has carried out through my whole life. And I I really feel that way. But I feel that way about everything in life, not just food. But I do believe that food heals. And I love that that's the name of your podcast. I work uh, and I work with and I follow a lot of prominent doctors and scientists that are on, you know, the forefront of curing disease through diet that I just think is amazing i don't think that there's a incurable disease out there i really believe that what you put in your body is exactly what you're going to get from it um i would highly recommend looking at the works of dr june yoon Mm -hmm. who is a longevity expert i was just uh, saw him over the weekend as well and he is doing so much incredible incredible work and there's so much scientific backing now on all of this diet stuff and so it actually you know the government is slowly yeah. starting to take a look at <laughs> yeah. it middle america is slowly starting to take a look at it but if you're interested in you in being a better person and being a healthier person uh curing your own disease there's so much information out there now uh and it's really important that you take a look at it and prevention is something that's incredibly important too you know it's not just going vegan no, there is a whole thing called skinny fat, and there are a lot of people that are carbohydrate vegans. You know, mm-hmm. French fries are vegan. Yeah, I've known a lot of them actually. Oreos yeah. are Oreos vegan. Oreos are vegan. I mean, you really get into it. There's a lot of you know vegan junk food out there. I should talk since I actually did a BuzzFeed video on vegan junk food, but it was all homemade from <laughs> scratch, and that was something that I learned from uh, an early age too, growing up in my family. Well, that's that something you make that, things from scratch. Exactly. That's the difference. You mentioned processed food earlier, and then it was like the cupcake. Like you made these cupcakes. I made these cupcakes. That's there's that's, no chemicals there's, in them. There's, there's a difference between homemade yeah. food and processed fast food, which is crap, which yeah. is yeah. processed, which is picked way, way early if there is a vegetable in sight, if, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's yeah. chemical, it's very different. Yeah. I even it's made the vanilla different. extract that's in here from home. From wow. You made the vanilla extract? You yeah. soaked vanilla beans? Yeah. 
Girl, you're badass. She's our favorite guest ever. Okay, tell us how you... So- no, just because of everything you just said, I completely agree. Like, the body can heal itself, and there are no incurable diseases. And I learned that, unfortunately, when my father was sick and dying of cancer, I read a book by Dr. Schultz called mm. There Are No Incurable Diseases. And he was like, you know, teaching you how your diet and alternative medicine can completely heal and reverse any condition, any disease, even if it's been called terminal, yeah. right? Now, of course, spiritually, some people, you know, I, I'm not going to get into that. What we're talking right now is the basic uh, human biology of the body, that the body can heal itself if given the tools that it needs to. And so there are so many doctors and researchers doing this work and the scientific studies are coming out the problem is is that most of the studies that people like you said middle america and all these people believe in are ones that are sponsored by big agriculture are sponsored by the pharmaceutical companies so they can't be trusted well i would also recommend not reading uh articles that are quoting Mm -hmm. uh scientific studies i would actually find the scientific studies themselves on the university or in the medical journals that they were published in Mm -hmm. and actually reading the whole thing because so much information is taken out of context when written into articles yeah and i highly recommend actually intaking all of the proper information as intended by the scientist or the doctor i think that is such a good point okay so how do we make these little Adorable cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, you want the recipe right now? On yes, air? I do. Uh, it's uh, gluten-free flour or regular flour. Okay. It's um, baking soda. It's um, a little bit of sugar. That's okay. Raw vegan sugar. It's um, gosh, what else? How do we vanilla make extract? Vanilla extract. Or is that in the homemade the vanilla extract? Water, coconut oil. Uh, oh chocolate, my, these obviously. Are all my favorite ingredients. I use um, <laughs> super, super dark Valrona chocolate, mm. which I love. It makes such a big difference when you use high quality chocolate. Where do you get that? Um, here in Los Angeles, you can get it like surface, but Whole Foods carries Valrona too sometimes. Okay, cool. Yeah, they sell it in the big bricks though that are wrapped in plastic and weighed. They're not like candy bars. Tell yeah. us how you made your uh, homemade vanilla extract. Uh, that's just grain alcohol and vanilla beans. Vanilla beans? Mm-hmm. You can use or bourbon. Grain alcohol. Yeah. I bourbon I, I like oh, better though. Yeah. Yeah. Bourbon mm. vanilla. Oh my God. Really? So okay. And so- then it makes a phenomenal cocktail. How long do you soak? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That sounds amazing. How long did you soak the vanilla beans? Um, I usually will soak them for, I'll start using them after like three or four weeks and then, um, you know, you can continuously, you can keep them forever. It's just alcohol. After you soak them or after, you're talking about the extract? Yeah, I keep the bean in the in the jar. Oh, okay. In the bottle. And then yes. I give them as gifts, too. I always, every um, holidays, everybody gets homemade gifts. Okay, we have to be your new best friends year. so we can get Christmas gifts. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and then the frosting is just peanut butter, organic peanut butter, and uh, full your heart cream cheese really which i really love that's so that sounds so easy it tastes yeah. so much more complex than that so it does. i'm impressed good yeah because i eat both of those things so i wouldn't think to mix them together yeah follow your heart's a great company they're making some awesome i know stuff i love them did you try the new vegan egg vegan egg. no they had it at, they had i i got the sample they had it at the event i was at this weekend so i have it in my swag bag but i haven't made anything nice. from it yet yeah. i love making quiche with it Ooh, that sounds it's really good, good. I never liked eggs, so the egg texture thing was a little strange for me at first. 
but yeah, it's good. Hampton Creek is doing some awesome faux egg stuff too. I was just up at their corporate offices this past weekend and man, so good. That sounds good. Yeah. Today's show is sponsored by the Global Healing Center. You know them. We talk about them all the time. You know that all their products are organic, are free of GMOs, use no toxic ingredients, are eco-friendly. And you know that I'm obsessed with their Parfait Visage. And I'm obsessed with their Aqua Spirit Refreshing Spray. And you know we scored a discount code for you to get 20% off of their products. Yep. Use coupon code FOODHEALS to get 20% off plus free shipping on your purchase at globalhealingcenter.com. You're listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Okay, so can we get into why you're passionate about animal activism for a minute and like why you don't want to eat eggs and dairy and things like that? Sure. Um, There is a document out there called the Cambridge uh, Declaration, and I highly recommend that everybody read it. It's by Dr. Philip Lowe, Mm. and it talks about animals and their brain intelligence and exactly what they're capable of. And once you don't see the difference between a dog, a cat, a cow, uh, a chimpanzee, mm-hmm. a gorilla, a Chicken, pig. a bird, yeah. It makes it really difficult to say one is okay for eating and one is okay for not. And it yeah. makes it really difficult to say one is okay for completely torturing right. um, and slaughtering and one is not. Right. Uh, and so I think it's really important for everyone to just take a look at their own ethics and morals whether they're eating meat or not eating meat and just say like I'm okay with this and if you are the kind of person that is okay with that in your life that's fine I fully respect you for it as long as you're aware of exactly where your food is coming from yeah what it means what the impact is environmentally and morally on those animals and yeah I mean if you can say all those things I'm completely fine with it because that's your own opinion yeah, I actually have more respect for someone who knows and still chooses to eat meat than someone who doesn't and chooses not to look at it. Mm-hmm. Because for me, like, I remember being completely disconnected. So I don't judge anyone who is. Like, of course, I can't because I was that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I slowly gave up different products. Like, I, I don't remember the exact order, but actually I do. It's first hamburger meat when I was a child. I said I will never eat a cow because I... For some reason, I identified. They're so cute. Exactly. I thought they were beautiful and cute and loving, and I just identified with them. And I saw something on on a news channel when I was little, and they were uh, basically abusing the cow, which I'm so surprised was on the news back then because it's obviously not on the news now. It's only on Facebook and and viral videos on the internet. But um, I saw a video, and it basically convinced me, like, why cows were sentient loving beings just like my dogs and cats which I had growing up Mm -hmm. um but I didn't make the connection with chicken I didn't make the connection with turkey and or fish and I don't know why I have no idea I can't justify that just is what it is so it wasn't until I was in my 20s and later that I started slowly at first I I did I think I did turkey and then I did chicken and then I did seafood and now I have never gone back ever 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 and I never will but I understand not making the connection because I didn't that's so great that you're saying this because that's it takes it back to everyone is on a different path in their life. Yeah. 
And you have to respect where that person is at. Yeah. And you have to give respect in order to get it back. You can't just demand respect for your opinion without giving it. Right. I'm so glad that you're saying that. And going vegan completely is something that's really hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around. It's a big task. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends that have tried to go cold turkey and then they, they think it's too hard and they don't know what to cook. They don't know what to eat. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, in that respect, I was sort of lucky when I stopped eating meat at such an early age because it's just always been a part of my life. But it really, you know, it does take extra effort. But to do anything and do anything well kind of takes superhuman effort if you think about it. To be the best at anything, to be the healthiest you can possibly be really takes superhuman effort. So it's really about asserting yourself in a way that's going to be beneficial in the long run. And, of course, it gets easier the longer you go. Yeah. And surrounding yourself with a really good community. You know, there's so many resources online. There's so many meetup groups. There's so many Facebook groups. There's so many places where you can go to find people that are going to be supportive of your decision. So even if your immediate friends and family circle are not, there are so many places for you to go. Please email me if you want to go vegan and you don't have any support around you. I would love to help and be your support. That is so, so sweet. sweet. Well, it's true. <laughs> you know, I, I think about all these things and I, I wish there were them for me when I stopped eating meat because when I, I was on an island when I stopped me eating too. meat. An oh Italian island. An Italian island with dark, uh, hungry sharks <laughs> running around it. Um, but yeah, it's true. You know, if I had had some friends at school or, you know, even a teacher or somebody that I knew that also didn't eat meat and just could say like, hey, it's going to be okay, I would have been probably a little bit better yeah. off. But I mean, I survived. I was fine. I made it happen. So I would love to pass that on to other people. And I think I do yeah. pass that on to other people. Uh, and then the the what to eat. I You have to be there to provide information for people, which is why I do very high-end gourmet food for a lot of events. But my website is strictly very approachable, easy. Anyone can make. Anyone can find and source these ingredients. I'm not dehydrating anything. I'm not using any super duper fancy equipment that the average person doesn't have in their home. These are all recipes that truly anyone could make. And I think that's really important. And I kind of push that out there to other vegan bloggers and chefs to provide that kind of information to people because not everyone has access to a lot of these ingredients that they're using. You know, you go through recipes and you know there's all these ingredients that you have to order online and then all of a sudden you're spending $75 ordering these ingredients so that you can make one recipe and no one is going to do that that's just kind of crazy so it's really about making simple food that just tastes really good and that makes it shareable for their friends and family too so you know I get emails from mothers who have to feed their husbands and their kids but they want to stop eating meat they, mm-hmm. but their you know husbands won't hear of it so here here's a recipe that's really simple really easy very tasty and you can add you know some meat on the side for your husband if that's what he needs or if that's what your kids need and then you can have your meal too or you could just make it as is and I bet they'll never even notice because guess what yeah spaghetti is vegan and nobody mm-hmm. talks about it being a vegan meal it just is And so when you make things like that that are very uh, recognizable and friendly, I don't know, it gets people thinking about it and enjoying food together. And then the health becomes an afterthought. 
And that's what I like. It's really, um, you know, historically, uh, I remember, I don't remember the statistics, but it's like the amount of meat that Americans eat nowadays versus 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Meat was expensive because it costs a lot to raise. It should be expensive. It should be expensive as it is in mm-hmm. Europe because it, it does cost a lot to raise uh-huh. and it and now it's subsidized and it's processed and they've found ways to cut corners and then it made it cheaper and now we eat so much more of it. Yeah. And now it's sort of assumed that it should be almost at every meal. Yeah. And not only does it have huge health ramifications but effects on our environment and it's just people don't realize that. No, and you should think about that when you're walking through the grocery store. You should see a chicken on sale for $5.99 at a grocery store, a whole rotisserie chicken, and think about that. Think about all the people that were involved in making that chicken and raising that chicken and slaughtering that chicken and all the hormones and antibiotics that went into it, all that effort, and they can still make a profit on it by Mm -hmm. selling it to you for six bucks. Yeah. Think about that. Think about it. You're right. It's scary. It's very scary. Uh, have you seen Cowspiracy? Yes. Ugh. The statistics and facts that they bring up in that movie are, and I want to say that they're completely verifiable because when Leonardo DiCaprio came in as an executive producer of that movie, after the movie was finished, they had his people, Leonardo's people, go through and fact check every single thing, stat and everything that they said in the movie to make sure that it was the most up-to-date, accurate information. And now the stats have even surpassed what was said in the movie. And so I just think that's so interesting because we have all these people out there who are fighting to make the world a better place, but they're not connecting the dots that every day you have three decisions to make and it's what's on your plate. Yeah. Right. And so by making the decision to eat a more plant based diet, I'm not saying you have to be vegan every day of your life, but a more plant based diet, you are creating a world that is sustainable for your children, your grandchildren, and who knows beyond and beyond. I mean, most people don't think past that, but like everyone's a grandchildren of someone. Right. And so the whole thing about taking shorter showers and all this stuff about the water. It's all BS. It's all it's all BS. BS. Driving a hybrid. That's wonderful. But guess what? <clears throat> Eating a vegan diet more often than not is going to save more animals, more water, sustain the earth, you know, give us more land that we can use for rainforest, for actual cancer cures mm-hmm. than driving a hybrid car. So people don't realize that and they all want to go green and i get it i actually have a really bad opinion about hybrid cars but we can save that conversation no why no i want to know uh because the the way that they're designed at this point um a pure hybrid car when that battery dies the vehicle's totaled because it costs more the battery is more valuable than um the car at that point the 10 to 12 year old car at that point and there's nothing you can do with it because to convert it back to a regular engine again is more expensive than the actual cost of the the car at that point interesting and even electric people don't realize how much power it takes to create electricity so unless you're pulling from solar and creating your own electricity if you're pulling from the grid it's not necessarily better for the environment you know the solar cars i'm sorry not solar the electric vehicles in japan they'll come and install solar panels on your roof to hook up your car so that you can just plug into the sun and that's amazing and there's so so many more electric have you seen that map that was going around Facebook right now? It's circulating. I'll, I'll send it to you. There's a map circulating around Facebook of all the electric um, fueling stations in Japan. It's really fascinating. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. When I moved to L.A., 
this was like 12 years ago, 13 years ago. I remember seeing these blue signs all over the place and it said electric, I came from New York, electric yeah. vehicle charging station. And yeah. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I didn't, I didn't know what they were for. I never saw anybody in front of them, but they were all over the place. And it wasn't until I saw the documentary, Who Killed the Electric Car, mm-hmm. did I know what they were for. And yeah. I never saw them used. Yeah. Um, and then I understood what happened and why they were there. Well, now they're being used, but I remember the same thing, Susie. Oh, my God. And they were I re- vacant for like yeah. a decade. And mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had the same client for 10 years, and I would I'd go to their offices still to this day. And when I used to go there, across the street was exactly what you're talking about, one of those charging stations. Never a car inside. It looked like an abandoned warehouse. And now there's like 15 cars plugged in every day. Yeah. So it's really great. interesting. It is changing. But again, it's pulling from the grid. But yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's interesting how it went from electric car revolution kill the electric car electric mm-hmm. yeah but now we're back where we were 10 years ago and yeah. like leslie is saying it's still not sustainable right well i i mean i in my personal opinion again i'm not a uh, machinist i'm not a scientist but right, right, right. biodiesel in my opinion is the way to go it's so funny because when i was looking at i was in a car accident uh 2013 or 2014 and i was looking at cars and i went and i had a hybrid which was total by the guy that hit me and i went to look at cars and um i was looking at a hybrid and the guy said to me a hybrid is not a sustainable option and it's very expensive he goes you need to look into biodiesel mm-hmm. and i was huh. like what is that yeah, I mean, because uh, diesel engines are far more efficient than regular car engines. Yep, that's there what are said. diesel trucks out there with over a million miles driven on them. Yeah. So the fact that this car can have life for that long yeah. is really incredible, first of all. Second of all, uh, so biodiesel is basically oil. Mm-hmm. It's it's used dirty oil. You can get it from any restaurant. You can get it from yes. A- there's you can get so it from a many. restaurant. Okay, yes. it's you can basically get it. oil that they used to cook in that they don't need anymore. Yeah, you put it through a little filter in your garage, and yeah. then you pump it whenever you need it right into your car. There was a restaurant in Silver Lake that became like a biodiesel gas station, and they ended up cl- closing it down like five years ago or something. I forget, but I remember there was a whole controversy. Do you guys remember this? Mm-hmm. Was like no, a but whole there are a couple biodiesel gas stations still. Around around LA they're harder to find yeah. in other areas but it's very easy to make your own the kit to convert a, a diesel car to biodiesel I think yeah. is only $2,500 I want to say yeah I think you're right um this was at an Audi dealership whatever the big SUV of Audis are that are kind of comparable to like a Mercedes GLK yeah. like they make a diesel version mm-hmm. and they, he's he told me and he was like I'm not trying to sell you anything and I know they're always trying to sell you something so you might think I was fooled but he was like I'm telling you these cars last longer than any electric car than any uh hybrid car than any of our audi other audi models and it's an suv and it lasts longer than you know the compact cars i thought that was interesting i'm a big big fan of diesel and i mean even regular diesel i think can be more environmentally friendly and when you look at so when you give up a car i mean most americans don't think about where their car goes i'm a girl i like to drive my cars for a Mm. long time (laughs) my last car i had for 14 years and unfortunately i was so bummed it was totaled i know mine Um, was too i would have kept mine forever it was great me too it was amazing uh but if you look at where those cars go after they go to second and third world countries and they live on they have these lives and they keep going and so if you can buy a car that even if it's a regular gasoline car but has the 
you know, ability to run forever. I mean, the Toyotas, the Nissans, the Hondas are the kind of, those are the ones that are going forever and ever and ever. The Japanese cars. The Japanese cars. You know, you go to third world countries and it's covered in forerunners and RAV4s that are 15, 20 years old that they're still, you know, patching together and making work. Oh my God. And so to think about that choice of when you're buying a car to buy something that's not going to end up in a landfill in 10 years from now, I, I think is is a good thing. But again, all the landfills in the world don't mean anything to the amount of environmental impact that the animal agriculture industry has. So, yeah, yeah, it's all about choices. No, absolutely. But that's really interesting because I know for a fact that my car was totaled, but it still had most of its body. But the problem is it would cost the insurance company more to right. fix it than to call it totaled. So I'm guessing you're probably right. And my car is like somewhere in Japan. It's probably in Mexico I right now. Bought, you know, taped up with duct tape and still running around fine. That car, <laughs> I bought it in 2007. It had a better GPS and a better, um, you know, screen system than any car I've been in today, including yeah. the one I own that is yeah. a 2014 or something or 2013 or 2014. God, I don't even know. I need to figure out my shit but anyways the point is is that no one has a but it was a touch screen it was always right it was like perfect it was so easy to use and now my car it's like which which country would you like to go to before you can put in city and date and, and you know not date but city and address and what blah, are you blah, driving it's outrageous terrible. i know it's, it's okay sorry food heals nature it's a mercedes glk um, <laughs> but i eat well so it's a very international car it <laughs> well, will it take is, you to no, brazil it will but the gps <laughs> is absolutely terrible now mercedes does take care of you i will give you that like they will fix basically anything for free except for things like your tires and your battery but anything else they fix for free so it's been great and i have an suv because i'm in production so that's it yeah hey you know don't apologize for it you got to do what you got to do with your life and that's a lot about what i talk about too is making the decisions for yourself that are right in that moment and when you know better do better and when you can do better do better yeah and that's it that's just the way to go through all of your life that goes for in my opinion, eating, living, I mean, and taking care of yourself. When I say taking care of yourself, that's all of yourself. That's clothing decisions. That's shoes decisions. That's makeup decisions. That's hair decisions. All of that stuff is going to affect your health more than you know. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, what you wash your clothes in and your sheets in, you're letting that product touch your skin 24 hours a day unless you live in a nudist colony. Whatever <laughs> makeup you're using – the fact that there are 100, I believe it's over 130 ingredients that are banned in the UK that are available and accepted in the United States in our makeup here, including lead, mm -hmm. is sickening to me. Uh, your skin is your largest organ. You're yes. absorbing that, most that, of what me, you're putting on your body. For me, that's a what the fuck moment. Like, what the fuck? Right. I and mean, thank you, FDA of the United States, for allowing that to happen. It's ridiculous. You're right. And like you said, the skin is the largest organ. And so people are, are and including myself. So this is me, you know, 10 years ago or whenever I started making my discovery. Oh, I have to eat better. I have to eat only organic. And then I was like, oh, I have to eat only vegan. Like I started slowly realizing these things. And I wasn't thinking about what I was putting on my body every day, how I was dyeing my hair, which I still do. I'm not going to lie. But OK. But there's how, some dyes that are better than others. Yes, dyes. exactly. And how can I eliminate 
most of the toxins in my life. So yeah. I don't go to Bath and Body Works. Sorry, Bath and Body Works. I don't go to those commercial stores because I know that their fragrances are so chemical laden and so disgusting. And now I smell those smells and I'm disgusted. Oh, I use too. essential oils, which is something Yay. that Susie is super passionate about and yeah. basically taught me. And like, you know, I changed my toothpaste. I changed my lotions. I changed my shampoo. I changed everything. So that if I do do something toxic, such as dyeing my hair, and yes, there are better options and worse options. But when I do do something toxic, toxic my body can handle it and can detox But you got to think about mm-hmm. the science. So your skin is your largest organ. It's absorbing what you put on it. Yep. It's also expelling toxins out of it. And it's, I, I, I personally think, that while your whole body is important, what you're putting on your skin it's transmuting through your membranes into your body versus your hair, which, you know, yes, at the scalp, you might be absorbing it, but... But it's also it's, when you're in the shower and it's washing off. It's covering your whole yes, body. Yes, yeah. I was saying about hair coloring, but yeah. yes, you're oh, right. Oh, hair Sham- coloring, shampoo. Yeah. Yes, shampoo. But also when it's absorbed through your skin, it's basically going directly into your bloodstream. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like when you're intaking food and it goes into your stomach and you're processing it, you're digesting it. This is hitting straight into your bloodstream. Yeah. yeah. So what we want to do is just be as toxin-free as possible. And it's impossible to be completely toxin-free, but we just want to do everything that we can. And there's so many amazing brands out there now. It makes it so easy to choose. You know, back in the day, the only makeup option you had was Aveda. And I love Aveda, but now there's so many options. So what makeup do you like? I am obsessed with Intelligent Nutrients, which was actually started by the founder, Horst Renbacher of Aveda, um, after he sold the company. Um, It's all organic, edible, food-grade ingredients. You can eat it? You can eat it. I wouldn't recommend it, but shampoos, (laughs) conditioners, some makeup, and they're getting heavier into that. I love that line. Um, There's a really good lip line called Lippy Girl, which I really like. Ooh, I like that name. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And a lot of companies are now starting to recognize, like Urban Decay is recognizing all of mm. their vegan products. Um, mm-hmm. Too Faced is another really good one I for love colors. Too Faced. That's what I've got on my eyes right now. Um, I love their Tarte. mascara. Yes. They're better Although, than sex mascara. Is that vegan? I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's vegan either. But Tarte makes a, a vegan mascara. Aveda makes a vegan mascara. There's there's so many of them out there. They're getting on board. They're getting on board. Absolutely. Um, it's really important. It is. We had um, Sandy on from No Talks Life that Susie met at a farmer's market. And she said the same thing you just said. Like, our products are so clean that you can eat them. And it's not that she would recommend it. But the point is... You can ask a company, is your product so clean that you can eat it? And I've yeah. done this because I go to all these conferences and I go to like Expo West and all these things. And I've asked people and I don't like to be a gotcha journalist type to be like, can I eat it? But I've asked them like, and they're confused and like, no, yeah. it's got chemicals. You can't eat it. And I'm like, thank you so much. You can put not. it on your skin. Right. You can't, you can't eat, eat it. it. Right. I don't want to know it. And I don't want to know it. And then. some people will know and they're like, yes, absolutely. You can. We built our product so that you could. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend it. <laughs> but a lot of these companies are going to look at you like you're crazy town. And then, you know, I shouldn't buy your product. So yeah. that's a great test. And I think one of the most important skincare things, if you're going to swap out one thing, I it would be deodorant. Yes. I think it's one of the most toxic things that you can put on your body. And you're probably going, oh, my God, like, you know, what am I going to do? Like, well, what I'm, are you saying to us, Leslie? Are you tried. really smelly? No. I 
Do I need to smell your armpits right now? <laughs> I'm good. I've, I personally have tried. I come from a very sweaty family. <laughs> I have tried to switch it out and I just can't tolerate. And I know, I know what I'm putting on myself and I'm like, oh, I hate myself, but I can't. I've tried. But I would I only just, say, just don't do it every day because yeah. I guarantee there's plenty of days where you're not um, really going to sweat a lot, that you're not uh, yeah. going to the gym or you're not uh, running around and you don't have to be around people. If you're just at home and chilling that day and working from home or just doing a couple errands by yourself why put it on at all yeah no I totally agree so here's what I do when I'm um doing my normal life I use Schmidt's deodorant um or I use Notox Life deodorant because I know that I trust those brands and they're not going to give me breast cancer now I was going to a charity event where you have to dance for eight hours yes so put a little deodorant on. that day I put on secret okay So I know that one is probably (laughs) the most terrible one out there, but I put it on because I didn't want to stink. So it's like we're talking about with the aluminum. I know. So everything in moderation. Right. Right. Everything in moderation. And it's really about, you know, if you can take if you stop wearing deodorant one day a week, that can make a difference. Yeah. It's actually antiperspirant. We should be very specific. It's antiperspirant. antiperspirant. Because deodorants just mask the smell, which you can find deodorants that don't have the aluminums in them. I would also recommend coconut oil. Yeah, a lot of people use that. Yeah, when you get out of the shower, coconut Mm -hmm. oil in your armpits. Yeah, I'm just really sweaty. Okay. (laughs) All right, maybe not for you. But when you're alone and you're not going to see anybody (laughs) that day. When you're all alone. Yeah. You know, you can also, you know, do little, you know... Washcloth wipe during wipe off during yeah, the day it's midday. Pretty gross. I, I I I like you said. You know, but like I know better. But there's that. That's the one thing. And I really have tried. I've tried the rock salts. I've tried the different. Brands. Oh, I can't do the rock. The rock it's thing is isn't... like I was like, oh, the crystal. This is great. Um, I don't get it, you guys. I tried it was a it cool too. idea. It's yeah. a great idea if it works for some. But people. But I know it works for some people because I'm like, sure I have it does. A friend it's at big home business in North Carolina that uses it and doesn't use any smell. See, some stuff. people can do right. that. Yeah, it just depends yeah. on your metabolism, your body, sweat glands. Well, everybody has a different pH. And that's what I talked about to people too is that every single person's body is 100% unique to them. Mm -hmm. So you have to find the products, the foods, the everything that works for you. All right. Thanks for listening. That's our show. We'll be back next time with part two of our interview with Leslie. Until then, you can check out Leslie's website at lesliedurso.com and follow all her social media channels at Leslie Durso. For all the show notes from today's episode, go to foodhealsnation.com. We'll be back. We have a special announcement. That's right. You've heard us talking about and hinting at some of the exciting things we're working on for you. Today, we are thrilled to announce the pre-launch of the Food Heals VIP Club. Not launched yet. We're going to launch soon. We want to tell you all about it now. The Food Heals VIP Club is a members-only club. It's a holistic lifestyle brand where Susie and I will teach you strategies and classes in the fields of nutrition, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. (laughs) You know Allie's happy when she's singing. Those are our favorite things. (laughs) Those are my favorite things. For real. We love talking about them. We love having guests on to talk about them. And we love teaching them to you. To learn more about what we're offering, go to foodhealsvip.com. Should we give them a little... Should we give them a little taste of what we're working on, Allie? I think I think we should. All right. <laughs> we're working on classes developed specifically for you, our Food Heals Nation. So we asked you what you wanted, you told us what you wanted, and now we're answering. The classes we are developing now include Dream Bigger, 
How to Become a Manifestation Maven. Yes, Podcast Greenlight, Marketing and Monetization Success Strategies. The Vitality Cleanse, How to Heal Your Body from the Inside Out. And we have so much more to come. Sign up now to be one of the first to hear about the launch of the exclusive Food Heals VIP Club and get a discount code for 20% off your membership for life. For life. That's like forever. I know. Like it never expires. Nope. Who else does that? No one does that. No one. Because we want to make it easy and affordable for you to be a part of the club. For life means you will get a discount for any classes we offer anytime. So the site hasn't launched yet. Please bear with us. We will have so many classes available soon. Just get on the mailing list. You can find out all the dirty details. That's foodhealsvip.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately.